Welcome to the Person and the Power podcast with Pastor Tim Johnson, as he invites us to cultivate a deep and profound relationship with the Holy Spirit of the living and loving God. After 25 years of ministry, Pastor Tim's desire is that all of us would experience both the Spirit's transformational intimacy and the supernatural activity in our daily lives. Now, here's Pastor Tim. Well, thanks for joining me by the fire once again for the Person and the Power podcast. Just nothing quite like it, for me at least, to sit by a fire in the evening, the night sounds, some stillness and quiet from a busy day, to lend itself to thinking of storytelling, reflection, and allowing the Word of God and the Spirit of God to do their best work. So trusting for that once again this evening as you get to listen at some point whenever you choose to listen to this podcast. Just know that I'm praying for you and just really blessed that I get to do this on a weekly basis. I'm, I really look forward to doing these podcasts. And believe it or not, we have not moved very far from Romans 8 verse 11. And guess what? Tonight, we're going to look at Romans 8 verse 11 or whatever day or morning you're listening to this. We're going to take another look. And why wouldn't we? This is the Person and the Power podcast. I want to give you a, a quick glimpse of the, something that's coming up, and then I'll jump into kind of the reflection for the night. But the Lord has placed this person and power language on my heart for the last year or two. And even with that, and as I've prayed into that, I really believe that coming soon, later this year, will be a devotional that I believe the Lord is leading me to write by the same name, person and the power. And the person really speaks about intimacy, right? To to know a person means to know them personally, to know them intimately, to know them. So the person of the Holy Spirit is to know who he is, to know his character, to know his his work in your life, and, and, and not just his work, but who he is in you, to, to really come to terms with this third person of God, the third person of the Trinity, living and dwelling and residing inside of us. Wow, wow, wow. As I shared a couple of weeks ago, it, it still just flabbergasts me. It literally drops my jaw when I think about the God of the universes choosing to tabernacle, live within me. It's a game changer. And so that's why we linger here at verse 11, Romans 8, verse 11. But there's also the power. So there's the person, intimacy, but there's the power, the activity. And this is where I think sometimes we miss it in our charismatic circles. We we want to talk about power sometimes, which is good, but we do it before we know intimacy. And that is always dangerous. As I've shared before, it, it really is. I think I've shared it with an earlier podcast. It literally is giving the car keys to a seven, six, seven, eight-year-old. Now, they're going to try, for the most part, a precocious six, seven, eight-year-old, an adventure, an adventuresome six, seven, or eight-year-old, they're going to want to try to take those keys you've given them, 
put it into the ignition and crank that sucker up. And then what? <laughs> we got problems. They don't know the rules of the road. They don't know how to drive. They, they just have no concept yet of safety and people around them. They just know there's something really cool happening. And they, got, they are behind something with a lot of power. But the power of the Holy Spirit cannot be ignored. We, we have to pay attention to the power. And that's the activity. And I think as Christians, as spirit-filled Christians, as people of faith and of people of the, the, the orthodox word of God, we should be people of person and power. We should be people of intimacy and activity. But there's a reason that person comes first in this podcast. We first must get to know the person, I think, before we can really truly experience maturely and well and in a holy, healthy way, the power. So again, there's a reason why we linger, right? In Romans 8, especially right here. I believe next week we'll move on, okay? But one more time in this verse, I want to read this verse in the um, in the New Living Translation first, and then we're going to jump into a story that I think the Lord has laid on my heart. Unfortunately, this isn't a fun family memory. Um, it's a pretty traumatic um, memory, but I think it fits t- tonight for, again, this last part especially. So I'm going to read the whole verse here, Romans eight eleven. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Now we've lingered there for the last couple of weeks, but now look at this. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, here, here it is, he will give life to your mortal bodies by that same spirit living within you. He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. And, and I think that's really critical to, uh, for us to understand. It, it, it didn't say that he will give life to your resurrected body. There's going to be life, praise God, in the resurrected body. Come on. But he's saying, Paul is telling the the Roman believers that he is going to give you life now in your mortal bodies. Um, And that is amazing. That is literally, should be again, just as much be jaw-dropping as the first part. That he gives life. You were dead in your sins. Remember Romans 6. You were dead in your sins. You were dead in your trespasses. And not only Romans 6, but throughout scripture. But something happened. When we're born again, we come, we come to life. And that's what Romans 8 is all about. And again, we will move on from Romans 8, 11 next week, I believe. But for today, for this week, let's linger one more time. And let me share this story. And it really, again, it's seared into the memory, just so like so many other stories and so many other moments of my life. Some are seared by the joy of the moment and the warmth of the moment and just those good memories of the moment. And then allowing the Lord to teach, you know, teach us lessons through those moments. This one, however, is seared by the trauma of the moment. And the trauma didn't happen necessarily to me, but uh, let's just jump in. We're we're traveling. Pam and I are traveling, I believe, 
pretty early in our marriage. I don't think we have any kids at the time. We are traveling. We are married maybe the first year or two. We're traveling up north. It may have been I-65 in the northern part of Indiana. But I do know, and it may, be, it may have been past that, but we're traveling to Chicago to join the family for a family vacation in Sister Bay, Wisconsin, which was a traditional place for family vacations for Pam's family for years and years and years. I was so blessed to be a part of those wonderful, incredible moments. There'll be podcasts, I'm sure, about those fish boils and those cool nights at, uh, by, on the dock and Pebble Beach. And, and so we'll, we'll share, I'm sure, about those in the future. But we were traveling for a family vacation. So it was about this time of year in June. It may have been July, but I think it was maybe in June. As we were traveling, bright, sunny day, beautiful, bright, sunny day. And we noticed a car in front of us that at the very, at, at best, was swerving back and forth. At worst, was looked like it was teetering on, on being just out of control. Now, Pam and I have talked about this before. I, I thought it was a convertible with a top down, she she doesn't remember it quite like that. She's not 100% sure. But whatever the case, car traveling, going, going 65, 75, whatever it is on, on I-65, I believe, I-65 North, bright, beautiful, sunny summer day. And as I'm watching this car just right in front of me, literally just very, just a few feet in front of me, I start beeping my horn. I remember beeping my horn, trying to wake the person up because I'm thinking, I think this person is falling asleep. Found out later, a, a young person, maybe in their early 20s. And um, so I'm beeping, trying to wake this person up. I think other people had done the same who were noticing this young man weaving back and forth. They were He was the only person in the vehicle. Unfortunately, ugh, he lost control right in front of us. Guys, this, I've never been this close since and never want to be this close again to an accident ever, ever, ever. It was terrifying, honestly. The car began to spin and you could tell all of a sudden he, he woke up with a jerk. But at this point, I believe the car flipped, I want to say two or three times I, 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 right in front of us. I'm, I'm talking just feet in front of us. I am, Pam's, I think, uh, yelling and screaming. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Is this, is this real? And we watch the car flip and land on its, its top. So it's upside down and it lands against, uh, and it slams into a, uh, an, a, an overpass and, embankment, right? So this concrete embankment, uh, this, this foundation part of the, of the overpass, it lands there, but it's over, it's, it's square, it is fully on its top, the crushed in and smoke everywhere and gas is leaking, oil is leaking. I, Pam and I literally, we pull right past because we, it happened so quickly, we couldn't even stop without causing accident. There wasn't anyone else behind us at the time. We were, it felt like we were the only two cars at that moment. 
there were cars further, further back, but we were, unfortunately, we had the front row seat. Oh. So we went right past it. I mean, so it was in the far right-hand shoulder. And, and I think it was actually, may have been still spinning slightly. I don't remember exactly, but I think it was, if I remember, if I remember correctly. We pull up just a little ways. I slam it, my car in the park, jump out, and I run back to the car, just you know, just a few yards behind me now. And I, I, I kind of remember like diving on my belly, trying to see if this guy's alive. Now I don't, I don't even know what I was going to do, honestly. And in these moments, you know, this sense takes over where you're trying to like save. You're trying to save somebody. And I honestly, guys, I don't even know what I was going to do. I I, uh, I didn't know CPR at the time. I, I'm not CPR trained. I think I know enough about CPR where I could probably do it, but I'm not CPR trained. So at that point, I had no clue what I was going to do. I just knew, I just saw something horrifying and I could not imagine if if this guy was going to be alive. Um, and that's why I thought it was a convertible because... There's no way this guy's going to be alive, right? If he has landed upside down after flipping and, and the car now on upside down, he's still underneath. I get to the, I kind of crawl like army crawl, right? On my, on my belly to try to get to where I can see him. And I see him, he's moving. He's moving. He, I hear him groaning. Again, um, not not to be very graphic at all, but but just at least to make sure you, you understand, he's bleeding. His face is already very swollen, and I, I'm looking at him, and he sees me, and he reaches out his hand, and I reach out my hand, and I grab his hand, and I remember him trying to talk and. It's almost like the the phrase or the, the 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 very short sentence he was trying to say is, "Am I going to live? Am I am I going to make it? Am I going to live?" I don't remember my answer. I, I wish I, yeah, I I I think I just said, "Hang in there." I think just hang in there, hang in there, and that's what I did for I don't know how many minutes. I just held onto his hand and I just said, "Hang in there, hang in there." I don't know who called. I, I, Pam may have called, uh, but someone called. Uh, I don't think we had nine one one at the time. I think we just dialed an operator. You know, zero. I think right. Uh, I'm not even sure. Um, cell phones. I don't even remember. I do remember there a couple people began to stop because at this point now, um, you know, a, a crowd began to assemble, and most of them were standing. I think there's a couple people that were on the ground with me now, but I was holding his hand and he kept looking at me and I kept trying to encourage him and kept trying to, to say, it's, it's, it's going to be okay. I don't know how long I was there. Um, police and ambulance and fire came and uh, police interviewed us, talked to us about, you know, what happened as we were the witnesses and, as they came, they closed off the entire highway, the entire, you know, again, I think it was 65 North. Um, 
we were the only car. It was so real. It was just so surreal. We were the only car on the other side of the accident. Because remember, we'd pulled forward because we didn't have time to stop without maybe causing. And plus, as he was flipping and, and, and wrecking, he was, he was crashing. We didn't know if I tried to actually go around because I didn't, I, I didn't know if he was going to just ram right into us. So trying to get around him as quickly as possible. But we were the only ones. And I remember as we left, um, Pam and I rode in silence for a long time. And there were no cars on the highway. Like summer vacation day in June on I-65 North. For those who may know that, it's a, it's a busy, 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 busy highway. No cars. And it was just so, again, so, so surreal. We, we get to Chicago. We, we go on the vacation. Um, I was able, before I left, I was able to find out his name from, I think, the police officer or the EMTs that were there, the, the ambulance, the, the folks who were there, the medical team. And somehow or another, when we came back from vacation, I found out where he was at. Still in the hospital with critical, critical injuries. He survived. And I went to go visit him. And I just, it was a short conversation. It wasn't, um, he was still badly, badly injured. He was paralyzed. We found out that he was paralyzed and, and um, as, as far as we know, you know, paralyzed for life. And he said, you know, I'm just happy that I'm alive really right now because I, I should have been dead. And he said, you know, I just remember you saying, just hang in there, just hang in there. Now, I wasn't a Christian at the time. I didn't witness to him about Christ. Um, but as I think on this verse, that he will give life to your mortal bodies. And you pair that up with, with, with Romans 6, that you're, you're, you're dead. You and I are dead in our sins. And, and just like, I don't even know how this guy survived the, the, the crash. I don't, I don't have, I have no clue how he survived. He, and he, he even said, I should have been, I should be dead. And I am thankful I'm alive. And to be careful here with the analogy, but as I was thinking about this passage and praying about it, I felt like the spirit led me to that moment of time many, many, many years ago. Now 30, almost, you know, again, 30 years ago, um, and when he, when the Holy Spirit took me to that place of that accident, just thinking, you know, we, you know, it was a traumatic crash and it was horrifying and, and there's not a chance anyone that anyone was around there who missed it thought there's going to, he's going to live, right? But sin, sin cripples us. Sin truly is the, is the death of us and the spirit is the life of us. And when we receive the Holy Spirit, and I just, I think to myself, how many people just don't know the life, life, life-giving power of the Holy Spirit, truly the life. So many people who are Christians who, yes, they're born again. Yes, they're saved. Yes, yes, they love Jesus, but they don't know yet the power of the Holy Spirit within them. This, the power, as again, this passage in Romans 8, the last part of verse 11, the power that gives life to your mortal bodies. Oh my gosh. 
what uh, uh, just a, what an amazing amazing thing that that to think through that just an amazing thing to understand how um that can happen look listen to what the, the message bible says on this the last part of romans 8 listen to how the message bible puts this it says this even though you still experience all the limitations of sin you yourself will experience life on god's terms it stands to reason doesn't it that if the alive and present god who raised jesus from the dead moves into your life he'll do the same thing in you that he did in jesus bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life. You are delivered from that dead life. With his spirit living in you, your body will be as alive as Christ's body. Wow. This, this last couple of phrases that Eugene Peterson, as he wrote uh, this transliteration of the Bible, the message, he says, and you are delivered from that dead life. This young man was delivered from death. He should not have survived that accident. I don't know how he survived the accident. I really don't. It was one of the most horrifying accidents I've ever watched in my, own, my whole life. And I never want to see another one. I, there's no way. I thought when I fell on my stomach and slid on that highway pavement, thinking, what in the world am I going to find? He's a lot. He looked right at me and I'm holding his hand until the paramedic, paramedics could get there until emergency personnel could get there. And all I could t say was just hang in there, man. Just hang in there. Just hang in there. And he told me afterward, I'm just, I don't know how I should be alive. And, and we should have that same sense in a way with, with and spiritually, right? He's, he has, he, the Holy Spirit has delivered us when God lives and breathes in you and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, then you are delivered from that dead life. In this last part, with his spirit living in you, your body will be as alive as Christ's. Now that is mind blowing. Think about it. Think about it. We are as alive as Christ was alive when he was in the human body. When he had took on human flesh, when the spirit of God comes into us, we should be as alive as Christ was. I mean, that's, that's really what it says here. And going back to the NLT, it says this. He says, just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit. So just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he's going to give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. Oh my gosh. I, this is the reason that I feel like that I'm supposed to dedicate a lot of my time and effort in writing a devotional that should be ready for your Christmas lists by the end of this year. So 2024, mark it down, do a year devotion with uh, the person and the power. This is why I'm doing the podcast. This is why I teach and preach at the Joshua Center. And this is why I think for the last few years, I've seen too many people who literally are still dead in their spiritual lives. They're, 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 they're born again. They have Christ in them, but they are dead in their spiritual lives because they don't yet fully understand. They've not yet fully surrendered to the life-giving 
life-transforming, life-breathing power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, friend, I pray, I pray, I pray that you know that without Christ, we are as good as dead. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot live a life that Christ wants us to live. But with the Holy Spirit, we can be as alive in our mortal bodies as Christ was. That does not make us, we're not, I'm not saying that we, we're Jesus, no way. But if the same Spirit who rose Jesus from the dead truly does live in us, shouldn't that make a world of difference? Shouldn't it? Shouldn't that bring us from death to life? Shouldn't that bring us into this incredible, supernatural, natural kind of living? My friend, I hope you know the person and the power of the Holy Spirit. Pastor Tim is the co-founder and teaching director of the Joshua Center, a leadership training ministry which provides deep biblical roots to great movements of God. He's also the senior pastor of Firmers Chapel, a country church by a creek, reaching 13 countries on four different continents for Jesus and his kingdom. Join us next time as we grow deeper in the person and the power.